Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. David Bohm said, Consciousness is a coherent whole, which is never static or complete, but which is in an unending process of movement and unfoldment. He goes on to explain that matter and consciousness are actually inseparable and interwoven, just as the computer game, the player, and the screen are united by participation. I love that example. So what happens when an individual experiences this deep embodied sense of wholeness and remembers themselves inside this formlessness that informs all form? This consciousness that Bohm talks about. The whole of humanity is waking. And when the whole sees itself as whole, everything changes. We're going to play in this unified field of consciousness today and explore ways that you can nurture your innate capacity to live for the good of the whole. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest, Shelley Darling is a founding steward of Good of the Whole, Loving Waters, and Golden Light Dowsing. She's dedicated over 35 years to the path of unconditional love and conscious evolution, synthesizing years of experience, counseling individuals, couples, and groups in embodied heart awakening. Shelley teaches about resonance. She teaches resonance, not about it. She literally brings people into the experience of resonance and the evolving models of coherence that foster greater harmony, connection, and wholeness in one's heart, home, and community. So I'm going to encourage you to go check out her full bio on the show page and a link to her website. But for now, I'm going to welcome Shelly in. Welcome, Shell. Hey, Jules. Nice hey. to be here with you. Nice to have you here. We probably sound like we're friends greeting one another. Hey, Shell. <laughs> hey, Jewel. <laughs> I think that that's probably a giveaway. Yes, we are friends and we are co-founding stewards of Good of the Whole. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation because not often do we just really get to deep in deep dive into perhaps what it really means to live for the good of the whole and what it really means to experience our wholeness. I think this is a really important topic for our time. And, and with that, I do want to start, Shelley, with our traditional first question here on the show, because as I've learned over the years, it's fun to listen to how our responses to this traditional first question have evolved over the years. And I'll say more about that in a second. So I'm going to ask you first, could you share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you today? Well, in this moment, it's a 
a feeling. I would have to say it's a sensate feeling of this, um, a, a sense of presence, a presence that acknowledges my relationship with all things, that it, it is this intermingling of our consciousness with the understanding that everything from plants to animals to the elements are a part of my nature as I am a part of it. And, and with that, to me, it just brings about such a feeling of joy. And, and where we're going today, today when we're talking about wholeness, um, it's a sense of communion with life itself. And so I feel very honored to um, be here and to be playing in this field in, term, in terms of this sense of um, all things interconnected and whole. Mm. Thanks, Shelley. The thing that I've learned over the years of doing this show and asking this question is that we're now in a position on the planet to really get this and understand it as our true nature. Whereas when I first started the show, it was almost as if every answer was coming from a place of having to prove it, like having to remind mm. us about the science and bring it in. And, and actually there's a, there's a quote that I was going to bring in, in a little later um, from from Bohm that's really about the connection, this internal relationship that you talked about instead of this external connection with things that he really helps us to, to really peel back the layers of that meaning. And so it's really fun that we don't have to prove it anymore. It's like it's so... Mm real and whole and and we're understanding consciousness so different so like those first quotes the thing that i appreciated most about what you said shell was that all of life is a part of your nature you said you know earth plants animals the the elements that not that you're a part of it that that connection again on the outside but that you brought it to that internal relationship again that not only are you interconnected with it and within it but it is with you and within you mm. Mm. okay brilliant Shelley so thank you for that response and thank you for being here and I just really want to play with this I, I have way more questions and topics that we can talk about than we have time for today. <laughs> but let's start with wholeness because the the quote that I shared in, in the, the beginning of, of the show, the thing that I think is important for all of us to really grasp at this time is what is happening as the whole begins to see itself as whole. So many on the planet are working toward whole systems health and and a shift in our worldview to a whole worldview we're looking outside of ourselves as the whole and saying yes the big picture needs the whole of the entirety of the cosmos needs to see itself as whole but you in particular have a gift a skill and lots of experience in helping individuals experience their wholeness and see themselves as whole for the first time. So let's talk about that, Shelley. And 
maybe you can begin with a little bit of your background and then we'll go into how is it that you assist others to really experience them, their wholeness? Mm. Um, I have to go with the first thing that I'm, that's coming to me, which is this sense of belonging. And I can relate that to my journey um, or anybody's journey um, who is at some point had a feeling or a circumstance where there's something more than just what they're experiencing, maybe with their family or their job. And that, that, that shift begins of um, beginning to take this conscious um, adventure. In fact, in fact, I'd like to call it an adventure. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was really a journey through um, rebellion and then opening to everything from a spiritual master to yoga, to even, I would have to say, even playing tennis, that sensation of being in the zone and what that feels like. But taking it a little further than that, you know, as I began to explore my own relationship with myself, realizing that without loving myself, it would be very difficult to create intimacy with anybody else or even anything else that I was attempting to express. And so the sense of belonging is, is really what I feel is this development when we're talking about wholeness. You know, I, I was in working in a world of, you know, unity consciousness or oneness. And, and that's a beautiful way to express and to feel into what we're calling whole. But there's, that is very amorphous to the body. The body needs to feel this innate sensate, what we're describing as an inherent wholeness that as we come in through that birth canal, through the waters of life, and we open our eyes, you know, to, to begin to feel this direct relationship with consciousness itself. So we have to include the intelligence of what we're describing as the field or, or resonance, the sense of relationship to something. And people say it like, oh, there's something greater than us. But I actually think that that's old languaging and we need to begin to understand there is uh, this direct experience. So for me, it was really a step into what I called emotional integration, beginning to understand the relationship of the breath and our cellular functioning as a whole living system. You know, when we think of the body, it's a moving whole. The blood is moving. It's, it's you know, it's the heart is pumping. It's nurturing all those organs so that they can be fully activated in their fullest potential, right? That's when we're healthy, whole systems health. Um, so for me, it was beginning to develop this relationship of how I do what I do. And, and even beyond, at that point, conscious choice, it's like to begin to become aware and learn how to track energy in the body. And that was really my journey, was learning how to track that energy and begin to understand that we are wave motion as everything else in the universe. And when we begin to understand that and we go and we look out at an ocean then we begin to feel that relativity. So for me, it was really this development of um, playing in, in a field of really owning my own energy. And it's been, you know, that turning is it, like, like Bohm is saying, it's, it's not ever complete. It's always unfurling, but there is this practical aspect of, um, experiencing one's wholeness because, uh, and with this, that the, the, our, our bodies, 
our consciousness actually can feel that. Because when I feel whole or when I've seen people that actually have this experience, there is no doubt. There is no such thing as separation. Instead of moving out of separation consciousness, we're now, like you're saying, what we're playing here today is what happens when the whole really envisions and sees itself as whole. It's, it's a whole new ball game. So that's a little bit of my journey. Mm, thanks. I want to just pause and, and reflect on something you said that I think is important. And then we can lead toward how you help others experience their wholeness. But you had mentioned that the the terms unity consciousness and oneness are a different felt sensation than wholeness and that experience of our inherent wholeness that is, can you explain more about that? Cause I think it's important for our listeners <laughs> because there's so much talk about unity consciousness. There's so much talk about oneness, global oneness day. You know, there's, so, there's a lot going on with oneness and unity consciousness. What is that subtle energetic difference? What are you saying? How can you describe that for our listeners? <laughs> Well, the first thing I want to say is like, this is an exploration and, um, and that's actually a beautiful thing. So it's not that I'm defining anything. It's that we're exploring it here together. Um, for me, I think the key phrase or the key experience is, is, is what I would call aliveness. There's a sense of a bubbling up of information that's coming ultimately in both directions, up from the, the earth, up from that consciousness to this vast information field that some of us call the Akash or the Akashic field. It's that we're opening to be those, that conduit of, of light. Yes. Yeah, so when we're talking about unity consciousness, we, you know, in a sense, we are talking about the whole, but well, what does that feel like? And I think when we, um, when we, when we bring it down home and when we're speaking um, and experiencing good of the whole, and we're talking about that, we call it the home frequency. There's actually a frequency shift where something lights up. There's a sense of a bubbling up. There's a sense of looking into someone's eyes and not even worrying about judging them because it's impossible because you're actually opening to receive the full presence. And so it also would incorporate um, a, a capacity to be present capacity to be present and and with that you know even as i'm talking about it i can feel something slows down and opens to receive and for me that's really an aspect of the embodiment of wholeness is that i fully you know we always say or some people might say namaste you know or metakwe you know it's like we're saying i see you i am you and this experience of wholeness is is something that you can actually feel it in your body and see that in another person's essence. I hope um, that helps. <laughs> it does. And I'm going to drop in um, another one of Bohm's quotes because I, I, I love his work. And there are so many brilliant um, scientists and spiritual leaders and thought leaders. And there's so many amazing writings that are out today on, on wholeness, but bombs are something special. So um, David Bohm said, you're going to love this because it's what you just explained. We are internally related to everything, not just externally related, 
Consciousness is an internal relationship to the whole. We take in the whole and we act toward the whole. Whatever we have taken in determines basically what we are. Wholeness is a kind of attitude or approach to the whole of life. If we can have a coherent approach to reality, then reality will respond coherently to us. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's incredible. I've never even heard heard that before. Um, it makes me smile because there is what he's describing is a sensate relationship with the movement of life itself in regards to an individual's consciousness. So that there's this sense of, you know, we've been talking about syntony or building coherence. There's a sense of my life is moving in accordance with people use the divine or people use, but with life itself, there's a sense of things showing up with a sense of greater ease and, um, and reciprocity. So all that is combined. So I think he's really, you know, that is just a fantastic quote. I, I love that. Thank you. It's beautiful. I'll share it with you because I know you're going to want it. So <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned coherence. Um, Bohm mentions coherence in this quote. You've mentioned resonance. And one of your gifts, something that you really um, have a unique capacity to not only just hold a coherent field, but to really um, support others in their experience of wholeness. Okay, how do we do that? And then maybe in the second half, we can literally take our listeners through, you know, a couple things that might allow them to experience wholeness right here on the show. But for now, let's talk about it. How does Shelley Darling help to create resonance heart resonance and and really um we've been saying it's more than just holding this coherent field now it's like relating communing playing dancing with it it's like a, it's a different kind of it's not outside of ourselves it is us so how do you do that Shelley darling mm. where do we begin so, mm, that's a great question so um I guess I would have to just honor Barbara Marks Hubbard in this moment because that was my awakening into what, you know, we're calling heart resonance or through good of the whole, we're calling global heart resonance. Um, it's, it's this recognition of the evolution of consciousness that, you know, and I, and I always go back to this one point where she says, you know, okay, important, a crisis is a birth. You know, and I'm not going to stay there, but that we begin to understand the, the, the potentiality of that every challenge is an opportunity. And what began to evolve for me within that was the understanding that we, um, through whatever, at this point, 13.8 billion years, that we've been in this process of evolution. And if we are willing to open up our senses, is it, is it possible that evolution is always moving itself into its highest order, right? Evolution itself is always moving itself into a higher order. And if we can follow that, then um, this next possibility, which is that 
this is the first time in ever in history that we are becoming conscious of evolution as it's happening in the moment. That means that every step I take is the opportunity to realize myself as an evolving consciousness. And that leads me to what we're talking about is resonance. So, so yes, at, since that time, um, for now, I don't know, seven and a half, eight years, every Monday we've been holding this heart resonance call. And it's really a place, it's a unique experience where it's not about dialogue or conversation. It's offering the opportunity to be, have the experience of being informed by this field itself. You know, scientists, Nassim Haramin talks about the unified field, talks about quantum physics, that this isn't something that's separate from us. It is actually who we are. And there is a very um, delightful experience when we're in communion with that. So this call is, um, it is about the collective consciousness. And the invitation is where we come and we let go of our identities and begin to commune with the whole itself. That actually, you know, we've been playing with this, that there is a voice of wholeness. There is a spirit of wholeness. And when we begin to, as a collective, so this, this, this call is a full participatory call where the field itself uplifts, uplifts everybody. And we begin to extract the, um, you know, these, this relationship of, of love through ourselves and as ourselves, so, the, so, so that the information that we're looking for um, really speaks through as we are feeling this resonance. And I know I'm being a little bit vague here because it's a very tricky, you know, it, you know, it's like we are the sympathetic strings of a guitar, the guitar being the, the universe as a whole. And so that as we're expressing ourselves, something starts to birth itself. And so we as a collective um, are in, you know, feel that inspiration and um, feel this sense of unity. And um, we experience this absolute return to our own wholeness. We get that. We feel deeply grounded and interconnected. So we can keep going from there, but a base part part to, to start uh, a couple of beautiful things that that you mentioned first you just said um a sense of unity like that felt sense of unity and i'm just going to hold that up since this is our exploration and we're having fun playing in the field of consciousness <laughs> unity consciousness when you say it you know we need to break through the illusion of separation and and claim our unity consciousness or evolve into unity consciousness. It's like this static thing that's just words. But when you just said, mm -hmm. experience that felt sense of unity, it's as if we literally, go ahead, jump in there. Were you going to say something? Um, no, I was listening to you there. Okay, sounded like you were going to jump in, so I apologize. But it, we get this felt sense of unity as our wholeness. And it's not just, okay, let's let's go here right before break. We just have a few minutes before break. But when we're talking about wholeness, I think by now our listeners are really seeing that this is the interconnectedness, the web of life. This isn't just mind, body, spirit, wholeness. 
And that's not what you're talking about when you're saying experiencing unity. You're not talking about experiencing wholeness within the body as a body, mind, and a spirit. Are you? I'll let you respond to that. Um, I think um, I just would like to take a moment and um, something I'm remembering that was shared by Albert Einstein is a human being is part of the whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. And so um, I think in terms of a sense, say, sense of, of unity, it's this relationship where, um, where I'm going to use myself as an example, where I'm being um, embraced by the consciousness of life itself, where I'm, it's, it's different than, it's a different feeling than, okay, I'm going to call in my higher guidance. Because essentially it is that, but it, there is this felt um, relationship of, of, and even I will bring in the sense of compassion, you know, this sense, this innate sense of compassion um, for all the moving parts. So in that way, I feel like, and I don't know if I'm answering your question really well, but, but that sense of unity is, you know, we, we are the whole system and we're recognizing it and it's speaking through us and as us. And at the same time, we are being nurtured revitalized and um you know that sense like i said in the beginning this sensation of aliveness that only happens when we feel that interconnectivity it only happens when we feel that um i'm not trying to make myself belong to something it feels like i am being fully received for who i am and that's the best way i can expressed it in this moment that the sense of unity consciousness or spirit consciousness is that I am being informed and and through that experience the result of that is joy and then my expression becomes you know it's like more of that so unity in itself is exponentially expanding and that is the experience of that that call there is that sensation of um, I'm not trying to build coherence, but that coherence is being built through the collective, through that sense of the, the you know, as Barbara would have, might have said at some point, like the, the hub of the wheel, but it's not static. It's not broken up into sectors. We break it up into sectors. It's a moving um, presence of love that is ultimately filling us in every moment. And that that sense of unity comes from that not from something that's more of like of an umbrella. Mm, beautiful. Shelly, you had said something earlier that, that fits here now too. I wrote it down. Um, I took a note when you, you said something that prompted this thought and I don't remember how you exactly said it, but what I wrote down as a result of, of that prompt was I am an evolving consciousness. I am consciousness evolving. 
And that was so beautiful. It takes us out of that needing to be unified with something outside of ourselves or something within ourselves. It's just that we are that, right? Jude Curvin says, we don't have consciousness. We are consciousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great place to stop. We are going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. I'm Julie Kroll, and we're here with Shelly Darling, co-founder of Good of the Whole. And we are going to play in this field a little bit more and perhaps give you your own experience of wholeness, resonance, coherence. We'll be right back. You're listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at EmpowerRadio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at EmpowerRadio.com. Every three minutes, another woman gets the news that she has breast cancer. And here are some of the first words she hears. HER2 new oncogene, aromatase inhibitor, ductile carcinoma in situ. What do these words mean? How are you going to decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? This is Olivia Newton-John. As soon as you get your diagnosis, you can go to breastcancer.org it's a special place on the internet where you can learn how to say all those breast cancer words and find out what they mean. At breastcancer.org, you can learn more about your particular kind of cancer and your treatment options. Prepare a list of questions for your next doctor's visit and get all kinds of other useful information to guide you and your family through this. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. Did you know that 7 in 10 girls believe they are not good enough or don't measure up in some way? I'm Amy Poehler. You may know me from film and television, but I'm also involved off-screen, encouraging young girls to be proud of who they are. Body image breakdowns and the pressure to be perfect often causes a girl's self-esteem to plummet. But by being positive role models, we can change that. The number one wish among girls is for their parents to communicate better with them, including more frequent and more open conversations. So get involved and start talking. Begin a conversation with a girl in your life about the importance of self-esteem. Tell her why she is beautiful and set an example by avoiding negative self-talk. You can make a difference in the lives of girls, and that is no laughing matter. This message was brought to you by American Women in Radio and Television and was made possible through the generous support of the Dove Self-Esteem Fund, working together to raise self-esteem in girls everywhere. To learn more, go to campaignforrealbeauty.com. Thank you for making a difference. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Positive radio for a better life. Thank you for listening to Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. 
welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you want to learn more about Good of the Whole, go to goodofthewhole.org and learn more of how you can engage, get involved, experience wholeness, get on those free calls every week. There's a heart resonance call on Monday morning, and you can get more involved by becoming a mentoring steward and really engage with others in a co-mentoring relationship. So there's lots of ways to get involved or simply just leave a donation to continue the work in the world. So thank you for doing that. Again, it's goodofthewhole.org. And I'm here with Shelly Darling, one of the co-founders. And Shelly, we were talking right before the um, break about the experience of wholeness. And like I mentioned, you do this on a weekly resonance call. You mentioned that as well. And and in another call, we really work on creating coherence with others and, and really integrating who we are, our work in the world, our mission, our passions, our gifts. Our, it's like bringing all of us into the whole and allowing the whole to inform. There was that quote in the intro that was inspired by Bohm when we talk about really the um, formless that informs all form. And then we just had mentioned that we don't have consciousness, we are consciousness. So I'm wondering, Shelley, if you might just give our listeners, you know, just a couple minutes here. We can't do a lot of silence on public radio. And, you know, we have, we, we don't <laughs> want to scare people with a, you know, having too much silence if somebody's just tuning in. But maybe you could give us a, just a, a, a taste of how to come into heart resonance and what that might feel like. Hmm. <laughs> no pressure here. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, no heads up here. Um, okay, so I think a really good place to start because everyone is feeling the sense of even different than chaos in the world, but we we have this build, this growing sense of um, empathy and compassion for um, just the level of. Uh, intrusion into each other's lives and how the how you know it's not so much about politics right here or anything like that it's just to know you know where families are being separated where children aren't being able to grow up in a world that is for the good of the whole where we might have family members that are ill you know so just if we can just take a moment and and just close our eyes and and of course if you're driving don't be closing your eyes you can do this with your eyes open and just simply just putting your hand on your heart which brings you into connection yes first thing with your own body but that it also connects you to the heartbeat of the earth and the heartbeat of nature itself because part of this return to wholeness is this capacity to be present in relationship to the nature of all things. And we all know that, you know, there's a lot of disruption going on in the earth 
um, as well, you know, the deforestation, all this stuff. So we're just going to come in and breathe with that. And instead of trying to manage it or fix it, we're just going to breathe with it and come into communion with that part of ourselves. And for some of you, you can even put your hand on your belly just to feel that sense of connection um, with the womb waters of the earth. We all have come from the same water, right? There's only one water. And so something happens. Many of us know when we even just go out to a trail walk or we go to a park or there's a waterfall, right? We feel that sense of communion and upliftment. And so just starting right there and by opening your breath, it's allowing that information field to open, right? So when we're constricting, it's very hard to find the new solution, whether it's, you know, trying to get your baby to sleep at night or, you know, trying to communicate with your teenager, just simply opening and breathing and finding that, that point of reference. So really wholeness is just finding that point of reference. And that letting go of the exhale is, is where we inform the field. So yes, it is about releasing and letting go. But even that, we're inviting more of a, a direct experience of this information coming in and this information going out. And we're just letting go. You know, in a similar way to an infinity pool. We're not holding on to what's ever happened a few minutes before. We're opening to that future whole self to come in and inform us. We're just breathing with that and allowing this expansion of energy, of light, of wisdom. And within that, there's a sense of reverence. There's a sense of you know, it's not like I have to come up with a prayer. It's like I am the prayer, right? I, I am this humble expression opening to my own innate clarity, opening to that sense of wonder and awe, just breathing with that, not judging anything. And if you can imagine that we're all in a circle together, our families, our family of origin, our communities, even if we, like our mind goes to, oh, we're not getting along. I don't get along with someone in my family. I don't like them. We're just embracing the frequency of love. But we have to talk about this as a frequency of love. We're breathing into that. And even opening to being willing to embrace your uncertainty. And the beauty of this is that we're not doing this alone. So as you can see here, we're not doing very much, but we're simply learning how to be present with consciousness as it's evolving. You know, and could we pose a question in here? Yes, we could. But for now, just simply connecting with the love, the power of our heart, 
and we're inviting the mind to align, you know, and actually when we're in this experience of wholeness, there is no separation. So we're just breathing with that. And the difference here and the difference that we're playing with is that we're, we're focusing on wholeness itself. We're focusing on the field evolving as a living organism that can communicate with us to give us the solutions we, we couldn't possibly think of individually. And that's the beauty of this experience. And just taking another breath and bringing yourself back to present time, look around your room, even look out your window. And as you go forward in this day, you'll have that sensate feeling of being just that little bit more connected to nature itself. Something will come in. Something, you know, I have someone uh, that I've worked with for years and you, she, you know, many years ago, she said, look for the clues that you've left yourself. Open to that relationship of, of the whole that will guide and protect and invigorate your journey, your living, your soul design. And so I think this is a good place to leave it. And thanks, everyone, for playing here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know what I really appreciate, Shelley, is that the experience you just gave us was in our natural state of consciousness. We didn't have to go into a deep meditation, transcend the body, um, you know, become disembodied consciousness. It really was this embodied moment. We could listen to your voice with our minds and we could feel that frequency like you said the frequency of love that home frequency we could feel our bodies vibrating with that frequency of wholeness so it wasn't like go into traditional old models and like try to make the mind be quiet or or it wasn't um well I'll, I'll stop saying it wasn't it was this really um, beautiful invitation to just come in deeper and be who we are. And that was really, that's really lovely. It, and that feels really simple. Is it, is it that simple? <laughs> I honestly, it is. It's, it's, um, it's building a state of trust with not somebody else or not some aspect of yourself, a, a one dimension aspect of yourself. It's building trust with something that is, you know, is loving us all the time. You know, and I guess the last thing I'll say, it's kind of like, you know, you go stand out at the beach or you stand at a precipice and you're looking out. It's like this place where we can live um, being at the edge of the horizon without, within our own experience. So we take ourselves right up to that edge and in the past, it's, it's an uncomfortable edge. But when we're in this experience of wholeness, there is this high level of excitement and, um, and, and presence that we need now. Like we, now if we take that further, you know, where we started, like we were aware of, you know, what's going on in the world, we need that presence. We need that 
state within our being, that living state, in order to be available, you know, for others, for these circumstances, for everything that's happening right now. And um, I would say that, you know, really wholeness is a state of being and we're, you know, we're exploring it together. Um, we're beginning to co-mentor each other um, from that state, which allows for a high level, you know, even in a corporate situation, if you have people that are experiencing this, this state of wholeness and resonance, which is the experience of coming home, right? Because what do we want? We want to come home. You know, that's so why we love our, our houses. We love, you know, or we love camping in the United Nation. We love that sense of coming home. And so that's really um, the power behind this, this embodied experience. Mm. It, it's beautiful. And I, I really want to change the subject and um, it doesn't feel right. Like I want to <laughs> give you, and I like, oh, let's just all stay in this place. When the whole sees the whole, it just wants to just be in that, like you said, that that state of whole beingness. So yeah, thank you. Well, you had mentioned that in this state. So here comes my twist of and turn for um, the next few minutes of the show is you had mentioned that in this state of wholeness, we it really does nurture our innate capacity to live for the good of the whole. And those are two different things, but they're so interconnected and related in, in the beingness of interbeing. It, it's like, it's like, it's all a verb of holing, right? We're all holing each other. We're holing ourselves. We're holing the world. But, but you did mention the innate capacity to live for the good of the whole. And you're one of the co-founders of Good of the Whole. And that phrase is an idiom. It's like, it's more than the word good. It's more than the word whole. It really has so much more power and potential and at good of the whole we talk about it in a lot of different ways and, and really expand of what that means but i would love to just hear you um perhaps introduce what what that really means to nurture our innate capacity to live for the good of the whole mm. <clears throat> well um i have to take a breath with this one because it's really so big and it's really so important right now. And we're actually seeing this in the world. This is what's really amazing. Um, even, you know, if we can take our eyes away from, you know, regular news and, and even some of the politics, although there are people that are bringing in the politics of love and um, this innate sense of wholeness. For me, it's, um, wow. It is, it's to live for the good of the whole means that I I trust so much the nature of life itself is good. Like you have to have that experience. You have to believe that, that the innate nature is, is, is goodness, is reciprocity. So when we're living for the good of the whole, it means that I can, you know, we talk about strategic sacred action, right? Um, that. I'm in the realization that every single thing and every single one that I'm involved in, and this is not like, I can't say I live this hundred percent by no means, 
but that's where we're going. That's where we're, that's the, that's the intention is that, you know, is that experience that that sacredness exists in all life and, and that it knows how to govern itself. So when we're tuning into this experience of wholeness, when we're living for the good of the whole, we, it's, it's even more than surrendering. It's co-creating with, with life that is, is lifting up. You know, we talk about holding the resonant field, but now we're talking about upholding the resonance, upholding each and every being into their highest potential. And however we do that, you can be a mother with a child. You can be a teacher with a classroom. You can be, um, you know, going over to a third world country and, and bringing education there, whatever that is for you. But there is that sensate experience that, that it is this ex- exponential potentializing that happens on the most subtle level to the most grandiose level, you know, that we can accept ourselves. So living for the good of the whole means that I have to be fully in the acceptance and love of myself, my beauty, and bring forth that sense of, you know, living that soul design. What, why is it that I've come? So there is that aspect of, of, to me, living for the good of the whole is understanding that I am within every being and I'm here to support that, whatever, however that comes in front of me. Some people might have a one focused, you know, very holographic trajectory. Another person like myself may have three or four things going, you know, um, and listening how to, how that integrates. So does that help? little bit yeah that's beautiful and you know the the piece that i think is um what you just barely touched on that is helpful when you were talking about the mother with the baby is when we do look at life and this consciousness that we're talking about right that that i'm a part of nature and nature is a part of me i am a part of nature and nature is a part of me like there's this interconnectivity that um is undeniable and i loved how bohm dropped in the participation like the the video game that you know the player and the game and the screen all become one so the participation piece so what i what i appreciated when you were talking about that um like the um, holographic relationship to the whole is that when I live for the good of the whole of my body, I'm also living for the good of the whole of my marriage or my parenting. Mm -hmm. I'm living for the good of the whole of my family. Then if I'm living for the good of the whole of my family, I'm probably living for the good of the whole of my community. And we could just continue to go out. I'm living for the good of the whole of my vocation and my workplace. It's like, it's all so interrelated. It's like those, um, what are those little Russian dolls that are all, (laughs) you know, they all look the same and you can literally stack them all in inside each other. And it's like, it's all the same thing, right? When we live for the good of the whole, if you're listening, you don't have to say, well, I, I can't have an effect on the planet out there and, and, and you know make a difference on the world and the planet it's like no living for the good of the whole does make a difference no matter mm-hmm. who you fully be 
right? Mm -hmm. mm. yeah. So, so Shelly, we have about three minutes here. This went by okay. so fast. Um, and like I said, my list of topics and, and questions didn't even get touched here <laughs> today, but um, in, in like three minutes or less, is there anything more that you would want to say to our listeners right now as we're really looking at how does the whole see itself as whole and all these amazing, beautiful potentialities that, that do unfold and emerge when we're there? So what more would you like to say? Two things come to mind. Just to speak to the people that are really feeling like they're barely surviving financially, emotionally, spiritually mentally, and that living for good of the whole means just the beginning place of, of just shifting your thoughts, opening and being surrounded by people who can lift you up. And really that's what good of the whole is. That's, that's what happens when we come together, that very base thing. And, um, you know, come play with us, come experience and deepen into this beautiful resonant field that um, where you will absolutely feel nurtured and loved and respected um, so that you can begin to create that momentum in your own life and feel supported. So that I'll leave it at that. Beautiful. And the vision is that every individual feels valued, connected, and whole. And you just described that. Mm -hmm. Be beautiful. Well, thank you, Shelley. This was fun to play in this field with you today. I really appreciate your wisdom. And really that experience that you brought us in was so nice. Your 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 radio voice is very nice. So thank you for sharing all your gifts with our listeners today. Thank you, Julie. It's been great fun and a joy and look forward to more. Let's do more. Well, I'm going to leave you with that um, that beautiful quote by David Baum again, because it is so poignant. And I think it does summarize exactly what we're talking about today. We are internally related to everything, not just externally related. Consciousness is an internal relationship to the whole. We take in the whole and we act toward the whole. Whatever we have taken in determines basically what we are. Wholeness is a kind of attitude or approach to the whole of life. If we can have a coherent approach to reality, then reality will respond coherently to us. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. And remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.